Welcome to our online worship service of the United Methodist Church, Westlake Village, for this third Sunday of Advent, December 13th. Blessings to you all. Pastor Rachel's children have been exposed to the COVID virus this week at school, so the Tabutal family is quarantined through this and through next Sunday. The grounding of Pastor Rachel's husband, Warren, has meant we cannot live stream our on-site worship services. So for the next two weeks, we will be pre-recording our services and then broadcasting them at our 10 a.m. Sunday time slot as usual. We wish the Tabutal family well and good health, and we appreciate all our tech team does to keep our worship experiences happening for us. We're nearing Christmas and enjoying our journey to the manger, aided by the artwork of John August Swanson, a renowned LA silkscreen artist. He is internationally renowned for his beautiful, vibrant work, which so powerfully portrays our Christian faith. I encourage you to Google him or to go to his website and learn more about his biography and about the making of his serigraphs. And I wanna thank John for his, his friendship and his permission to use his artwork in this sermon series. Now, I might remind you to search our website for any important congregational announcements that you might have missed so you can stay informed and up to date with what's going on at the church. Well, so here we go. Let's center ourselves upon the spirit of the living Lord within and among us and worship God. Angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight o'er all the earth. Ye who sang creation's story, now proclaim Messiah's birth. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. Shepherds in the field abiding, watching o'er your flocks by night. God with us is now residing, yonder shines the infant light. Come and worship, come and worship, worship Christ the newborn King. Good morning. As you can see, I have my Advent wreath in front of me so that I might be able to light my candles as the Holleran family lights our candles this morning for us in worship. I'd invite you to get your Advent wreath out, whether it's as elaborate as this one is, or if it's a simple one with a few votives and some greenery around it. Let us invite the light of the season into our hearts and color the world with Christmas. Gracious God, we are keeping watch by night. Appear to us and give us a sense of peace. Open our minds to wonder and the inbreaking of peace. Allow us to treasure your gifts in our hearts so that we may go into the world glorifying and praising you. Let us pray. O come, O come, Emmanuel, be with us. Shine your light. Color the world with Christmas, filling us with peace. Amen.
now is the time in our worship where we invite the children to come close to their screens. Whether you're at a TV, a computer, or a phone, I invite you to come and sit and talk with me for a little while. Didn't the Hollerins do a great job at lighting the Advent wreath today? Uh, I'd love to see pictures of your wreaths if you have some going at home. Today in worship, we're going to be talking about a piece of artwork that's about some shepherds in a field and angels appearing to them in the sky. Your Celebrate Wonder curriculum this week, or this weekend, talks about an angel appearing to Joseph in a dream. Both of these stories fill me with amazement, make me wonder and ask questions. Will an angel appear to me? Has an angel appeared to me? Has an angel ever appeared to you? What do you think? Let me know. I'd love to hear about it. What were the shepherds doing out in the fields? Were they watching over reindeers like the one over my shoulder? I don't know if you can see him because there's a candle flame glowing so well. Or were they taking care of sheep or something else? Angels can appear to them as they were doing their day-to-day -day life. Angels appeared to Joseph as he was dreaming and wondering what to do. When does God talk to you? When does God give you answers? I love that our stories today talk about the shepherds and the angels and Joseph and the sheep and Mary. Well, we talk about Mary indirectly today, but we don't see her, but we hear about her. And I wanna encourage you that if you got props in your Advent art box, that you, that works, that's a good angel, that you take the time today or in the next two days, maybe to get dressed up in the clothes that you would wear for Christmas Eve and take pictures in all of your costumes so that we can see you on Christmas Eve as the angels and the shepherds and the sheep and even the wise men who in worship we'll talk about next week. And we can um, celebrate the season a little bit. I'd love to see you in your finest. I'd love to see your costumes. And don't forget, uh, Miss Christie also has an invitation for you to, to submit a video as well, singing a song so that can be a part of worship too. Friends, we have a season full of light and excitement and love. And I hope that you will join us in creating this beauty all around us as we continue to be amazed by the Christmas story. Will you join me in prayer? Let's take a moment to talk to God. Dear God, thank you for today. Thank you for tomorrow. Thank you for loving us. Fill us with wonder. Let us be amazed as we remember and relive the Christmas story. Amen. A child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping, whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch our keeping. This, this is Christ. The King, whom shepherds, God, and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him, Lord, the babe, the Son of Mary. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh, King of kings, salvation brings.
Please join me in a moment of prayer. Awesome and almighty God, we give you thanks for this day, for the ways in which you continue to reach out to us, nudging us to engage in your story, inviting us to see how our anticipation of Christmas is one that can light our hearts and ignite a fire within us that we might live in ways that make us God bearers as well. So that as the truth of your love is made known to us this day, every day, on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day and every day in between, we might run to find out more. And we might, after learning about it, say, let's go and tell others about this wonderful news. Gracious God, you have done some amazing and great things for us. Continue to fill us with wonder. Continue to fill us with awe. Give us inspiration to do the jobs that we are called to well and to live lives that bring honor and glory to you. In this season, we tend to have a hustle and bustle that keeps us going, that keeps us active, that makes us wonder where we will find time. This year, that pace has changed. Let us see how this change of pace gives us new opportunities to sit more in your word to keep our eyes open to the skies, that we might see angels and shooting stars and a path being lit up for us so that we might see you face to face. Bring us in and send us out so that we might lead lives that continue to celebrate the gifts that you have given us and we might continue to color the world with Christmas. This day, we come to you with prayers for our church family. We pray for Linda Northrup and Cindy Price as they continue their treatments for cancer. Be with them that they have the energy, the healthy blood cells, and the ability to keep persevering along with all of those others on our prayer lists who are in similar boats. We join Lynn Dawkin in lifting up prayers for Ann Bateman as she recovers from complications from a mastectomy this week. We pray for those who are lonely, sad, fearful, or grieving this season. Be with them, Lord. Let them know that they're are people here that want to walk with them, at least figuratively, if we can't walk with them literally right now. We recognize that this pandemic makes all of those feelings harder because there's a sense of isolation, especially for our oldest members. Be with them, let them know your presence and ignite a little bit of inspiration on the rest of us that we might reach out and let them know that they are loved and cared for. Lord, COVID-19 is feeling closer and more threatening for our church family. One member is recovered. Two families are, are in quarantine. Our hospitals are filling up and we have another stay at home order in effect. Lord, be with all of us that we might find you in the midst of this. 
We know that you did not create this pandemic, but we know that you can create something beautiful out of it. Open our eyes, open our hearts, that we might truly experience that newness that you are creating. Be with those that are sick, that they might have healing. Be with those who are wondering if they're sick, that they might be patient in their quarantining. Be with all of us that we make decisions that are to our own personal good, but also to the good of our community as well. Be with us, Lord, this day and always. We take a moment to be in prayer as we lift up the prayers of our heart this day. We join together in saying the prayer that your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. scripture reading today is from Luke chapter 2 verses 8 through 20. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about the child, and all who heard it were amazed and what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, 
as it had been told to them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There's a star in the east on Christmas morn. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. It will lead to the place where the Savior's born. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Leave your sheep and leave your lambs. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Leave your ewes and leave your rams. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Follow, follow. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Follow the star, the star of Bethlehem. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Take good heed of the angel's words. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. You'll forget your flocks, you'll forget your herds. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Leave your sheep and leave your lambs. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Leave your ewes and leave your rams. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Follow, follow. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Follow the star, the star of Bethlehem. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Follow the star, the star of Bethlehem. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. Rise up, shepherd, and follow. These Sundays of Advent and Christmas Tide, we are having a, a sermon series using the artwork of John August Swanson. I hope you've gone to his website or you've read in our Covenant newsletter his biography. It's, a, it's an interesting background how his dad was Swedish and his mom was from Mexico, and these two cultures and these two sensitivities have been combined in, in John, his, his take on the world and his understanding of, of how to use the elements of art. We, we see with his Roman Catholic background, we see an influence of, of not only Mexican muralists and Latin American folk art, but we also see iconograph. We, we get a sense of religious background that is uh, nurtured, his sense of making uh, meaning out of life and out of his faith. I want to thank John again for his permission to use his artwork in our sermon series. Today we're looking at the, uh, the third panel of the original three that was his offering to the public when he began this work on the Nativity. Uh, so far we've looked at the Annunciation and today we look at the Shepherds. As John has used these vibrant colors to present the story of Jesus's birth, I want to suggest that we're encouraged also to be free with the, the color palette of our faith and, and spread the colors of Christmas all out and over the canvas of our life. The world is in great need of vibrant, happy, exciting colors, these drab dark days of pandemic. Will you be God's light 
refracted to your world and will you share out the colors of your faith this Christmas tide? I hope so. We need it. Now, when we think about our scripture lesson that we've heard this morning, we'll notice that there's two segments to the story of the angels and the shepherds. The first segment is the announcement of what's going on, and the second segment in scripture is the journey of the shepherds to visit the manger. We'll deal with that a little bit later in the sermon, but let's just look for a moment at that first segment. The shepherds are out tending their flock at night, we are told. We picture a nice pastoral scene, shepherds baaing, right? Sheep baaing, shepherds snoring. The problem is, this is the middle of December in the Middle East, and that is a rainy time, and it is a cold time, and, and night shifts were pretty unusual. Typically, the sheep are in a corral or in a cave during these winter nights. Now, you may recall that Christmas was identified as December 25th in the year 336 by Constantine. He looked around in his culture and he noticed the Roman Saturnalia, the, the celebration of the, of the Roman god Saturn, honored at this time of the year, this December time, also, the honoring of the pagan god Mithra, you know, the, the Dies Natali Solis Invicti, the birthday of the unconquered sun. Well, Constantine was Christianizing a pagan holiday as he moved the celebration of Jesus' birth into the latter part of the month of December. Yet, the scripture that tells us about the birth, well, that mentions what seems to be a, a summer night. And we get a glimpse as we read that scripture, if we think about it, of pre-Constantine early church understanding of Jesus's birth. So the angels appear to the shepherds, rejoicing, rejoicing, with good news. The shepherds, well, they're a little apprehensive. And that's not unusual because we read in scripture that typically we humans get a little apprehensive as we see angels clamoring about something big happening from God's point of view. Uh, last week, as we were talking about the angel Gabriel talking to Mary, when Jesus talks to his disciples after the resurrection, do not be afraid is a part of what the angels say because it's necessary for the angels to say, do not be afraid when they show up. And you may recall that uh, this understanding was, was used in the, the marvelous film, Angels in America, as the angel comes crashing in into a scene. Everybody's in a panic over this, right? Because it is not an unusual. It is unusual. It's not a usual behavior. The angels call out glory to the Lord, and that glory shone all around them. Now, this is the glory that Moses was warned not to look at so that he could stay alive. You might remember that from the Old Testament. Yet, interestingly, this glory was something the shepherds could see and not die from. The unusualness and the power of this moment is underscored. They announce the arrival of the Savior, who is the Messiah. Oh, this is great, good news, glory to God. And just in case the shepherds didn't believe the angels, they gave them a sign from God to look for. Go and find the babe 
in cloths and in a manger, and you'll know what we're saying is true. Now, Swanson's artwork is about this segment of the story. As you see it up on the screen, listen to what John says about his artwork. The shepherds are startled by the appearance of the angels in the night sky, dense with stars. The hills undulate and create small valleys. I wanted to capture the surprise of the shepherds as they were awakened and startled by the announcement of the angels. Some of the shepherds were sleeping. Others are startled and looking up at the beautiful angels. Even some of the sheep look up at the angels. Do you see that in the image? The angels closest to them carries the message, do not be afraid. I bring you good news, written on a banner. So let's take a closer look at what John has depicted in this serigraph. It's just fun to take a look at it. So here, in, in this segment of the scene, note the angels. Note what they look like. Numerous heralders in the sky. And the banner, do you see close up the banner of, of good news? Now, in, in this segment of it, Note how some of the shepherds are sleeping while others are awake and, and seem to be amazed. See how some sheep are in on what's happening. They're looking up also. It's not a commonplace occurrence. They're startled, yet not too terrifying it seems. They're attentive. They don't have looks of panic about themselves. Now, some are not even in tune with what's happening. And you wonder, uh, are they deaf? Or are they spiritually dense and just not getting it? Now, in this fourth segment of the artwork, the, the image accomplishes its purposes, marvelous sense of inbreaking of divine into the common. Notice how there's something earth-shaking and un unusual. Yes, of course, momentous is happening here. And, well, let's note it that the first to officially hear about this incarnation are the poor shepherds. Now, back to scripture in the, the second segment, the excursion. Now, this isn't in Swanson's artwork. The shepherds process the moment. You imagine that they do. That's what you sense you get here in scripture. And they decide to check out what the angels have said. And they head to Bethlehem. When you journey on, on a trip to the Holy Land, these, these shepherd's fields are outside of town of Bethlehem. So you imagine a, a, a 10 to a half hour minute walk, maybe at the most, from those fields to the cave. And they make that journey and they find the Holy Family with Jesus as the angels described. The angels' words are confirmed. And the shepherds tell the Holy Family their story. They must have said stuff about angel visitations and the message that the angels said about Jesus being a savior and a Messiah. They share these words with those who are gathered. We think Holy Family, but we hear that there's more. There's others gathered there, scripture says, that the shepherds share this news with. And we'll see the note-taking of that that Swanson makes when we see his artwork on Christmas Eve of the Nativity. Everyone is amazed by the news. 
Well, who would not be amazed by this news? You can imagine the buzz that must have been in the cave, the, the befuddlement maybe that maybe some had, or, or the, well, or adoration that some who were quick of faith probably had. And then the beautiful prescient observation about Mary in the scripture story. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. All the feelings of a new mother, the wonder, the amazement, the, the sense of responsibility, the thoughts racing towards the future and, and what might all of this mean for me and my baby? She has seen a lot of messiahs come and go in her lifetime, and now she's being told that her child is one, her boy, two. On page 235 of our hymnal, there is a beautiful um, Slavic, I think it is, hymn called Rockabye, My Dear Little Boy. And it expresses the sentiment that I imagine is a part of, of Mary's thinking and her feeling that's behind the words in scripture of Mary pondering these things in her heart. Well, let's go back to the image and, and have it be before us again, just for a little bit. I love the fact that, that God is announcing this incarnation to the peasants represented in the shepherds, to the common folk, that they're hearing this good news first. It just puts the right spin on things for me. God is coming to liberate. God is coming to change. God is coming to make things better and new, not to continue the exploitation of the Roman Empire. And when we take this to heart, we're, we're left with some questions, really. If, if many knew this stuff then, why didn't they act accordingly later? Why the, well, the sketchy presentation in the Gospels of we get it, we don't get it, yeah, now we understand. Well, now we don't understand at all. Why that business going on? Well, I don't know, but if you think about it, really, how could you believe this miraculous stuff about this poor woman's baby. Really. Until it was proven later by his life, by his death, and then by his resurrection. You know, though, you and me, we live in the later times. We have seen the truth revealed. Time has passed from that first Christmas. People can't be forced to see the glory of God, nor respond if they catch a glimpse through a thin place in life. Yet, you know, the Spirit calls out do not be afraid. Be not afraid of what God may be doing. And what do we do with this revelation of God through this Bethlehem babe who has become our Christ? We who have all the benefit of hindsight, 
about this moment. In our experience of Advent this year, we are again given the opportunity to hear the angels heralding their message of the Savior's birth and the call for peace on earth. The angels call out peace on earth. Yet where is the peace? Our hearts are roiled, our minds race amid uncertainties, our spirits are ill at ease this season. God has intention for this world, for his creatures, and it is to be a community experiencing joy and peace, a community doing the right thing, being the right way towards neighbors, towards strangers. It's not supposed to be so hard. Awaken, sleeping shepherds. Hear the angel voices. God is acting again. Who will stand up on behalf of God and God's intentions for our world and be people of grace, people of love amid a darkness and a challenging time? God is asking this of you this Christmas. God is inviting you to spread out on the canvas of your life the colors of your faith so that all can see and be bolstered and lifted up so that all might see them active in your life, the colors of your faith. the qualities of joy, of peace on earth as it is in heaven. Hear the angels heralds again and respond to God. Let us listen, let us be moved, let us respond to God's invitation with adoration, faith, discipleship. Color your world with Christmas. Amen. As we color the world with Christmas, we are heralding the good news that God is present and God is coming again to bring us light, to bring us hope, to bring us joy. 
as we consider the tithes, gifts, and offerings that we give this day, we prayerfully consider the ways in which those gifts might just color the world with Christmas. I hope and pray that as we receive this gift of music, you are touched and that you feel God's call for how you might color the world with Christmas. That's it. Thank you so much for joining us for worship today. May God bless you in all ways as you seek to live out your faith in these most challenging days. And take to heart the opportunity that the Spirit gives you to spread out on the canvas of your life the colors of your faith so that you too, like us, my color, your world with Christmas. Go in faith with joy and with peace in this season. Be safe, stay healthy, and know that you are loved. Amen.